Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am very excited and happy to be here, and I'm happy to be anywhere, so there we go. Well, we're glad that you're here out of your choices of being anywhere, here's a good place for you to you be. you got to be somewhere. <laughs> when, when we're doing this thing, at least. <laughs> and uh, please send your comments and questions and tell us where you are uh, to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode and to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And uh, before we get to tonight's guests, just want to give a little shout out to uh, a few of our past uh, guests on the podcast who have been nominated for Junos this past week. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Our our, uh, guest from a while back, uh, Kirk Diamond, uh, has been uh, nominated for Reggae Recording of the Year. Uh, for Reggae Party featuring Cairo McLean and Finn uh, by Kirk Diamond, Cairo McLean and Finn. And um, <clears throat> one of our superstar guests, uh, Julian Taylor, um, has been nominated for Contemporary Indigenous Artist or Group of the Year for his uh, album Beyond the Reservoir. And uh, finally, our more recent guest, uh, Amanda Sum, has been uh, nominated for Music Video of the Year for her uh, music video uh, Different Than Before. So. Congratulations to all the uh, all our guests who have been nominated for Junos. So another example of the Song Talk Radio bump. I'd say that's true. <laughs> you know, yeah, good that's, things that's happen. amazing. Good things happen after you get on the podcast. So um, I think so. So don't forget us when you accept your Juno. Guys. That's Thank right. You. <laughs> don't forget to give us a shout. You still have well. to help us move. Yes, <laughs> everyone's moving. So, okay. And um, uh, I found a little interesting article um, on the interwebs. Uh, I subscribed to this uh, uh, blog called the Discmakers blog, and they released kind of an interesting article uh, called Streaming versus CDs Who Wins? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they have a little video that goes along with it. And, uh, and they're basically just sort of talking about, you know, art, as, as artists, do we. Do we release our music via streaming? Do we make CDs? Do we do both? And they actually go through a number of metrics um, and, and talk about uh, a number of things to try and be, you know, give a holistic view of these things. They talk about audience reach, promotion, sound quality, portability, fan engagement, music discovery, brand building, and monetization um, as, as factors to, to consider. And, and of course, by the time they come to the end, spoiler alert, they, um, they, they ended, ended up being a tie. Each, each category got four points each <laughs> and mm. and basically the bottom line was you know as as artists you should be doing both you know streaming to release as many people as possible cds to make the most bang for your buck and give you know your fans something tangible um to hold on to which is a nice thing um makes me wonder though how many how many people even have cd players anymore though <laughs> well that's what i thought you know i was reading it i'm just going but you know do people actually even own cd players anymore we, we don't have one in our car anymore. Well, I did a bit of informal uh, polling on some of the forums I'm on, uh, various uh, music production forums. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of people had, a lot of people had uh, CDs players, uh, CDs players, CD players. Right. So there was quite a few of them. And I think, so I, 
And also a lot of the people that said, oh, my band has started, you know, making CDs and we sell a boatload of them. So yeah. people are still buying CDs, as surprising as that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the only CD player I really have is the one that's in my desktop PC. It's a, it's a Blu-ray burner. I've never burned yeah. a Blu-ray in my life, <laughs> but you know, it's it's what it's what you know I bought with it. But and and I guess the PlayStation in the living room technically can play CDs. I don't think I've ever done that. But you know, we used to make CD mixes for the car. Don't do that oh, anymore. Yeah. Just just plug in the phone now and and do whatever. But it's but I mean, the forums and things you're talking about, they're probably mostly production people or audiophiles. Yes, that's, <laughs> that, that so maybe have that technology, but your regular day to day person. That would be interesting, yeah, to see how yeah. many people have CDs. But yesterday was one year since we moved to uh, St. John's in our mm -hmm. new house. And um, we still haven't unplugged our stereo and our CD player. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave Miner gave me his uh, old CD player, which needed a bit of repair, which I repaired. Nice. <laughs> and it's like a six disc, yeah. you know, changer. Aerosol. And I've used it a couple of times back in Toronto, but you know we haven't even had the the need to unpack it and get our CDs out because we we have um, Alexa plugged into our stereo, so uh, we just play music through that, and we ask the ask the A lady to play various albums, and it's it's great because actually the quality is is actually fine. Mm. So it's it's definitely an interesting article. He made a big point about sound quality. I'm not so sure that the average person out there cares about sound quality. Yeah. Considering a lot of people listen to music with just one earbud. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many people really care about that. I know I do, and mm -hmm. I'm sure music people do, but how much the regular people do, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten so used to listening to MP3s and streaming now that the sound quality isn't really bother me i mean it, and and it has gotten better like compression algorithms got better and like you know mm. like the 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 you know it's not necessarily mp3s anymore mp3 is kind of an old technology now but now they're on the you know aacs and m4 mp4s and lossless even even title does glossless um streaming yeah. right and that, like there are options out there if you're even an audio file for streaming so you know it is there but that that being said as as a fan especially of local indie artists. Like if I go to one of their shows, I will buy a CD because yes. I know that's a good way to support them. Even, even if it, you know, it's just, especially if it costs the same as, as buying their album on Bandcamp or whatever, I'll still buy their merchandise if I yeah. can. Right. Because, because it's, it, it, it sensibly helps them out a little bit more. And again, and I do like having the tangible thing. It does kind of get ripped into my iTunes and then tucked away, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I have a, I have a great big, binder of of this I, I got rid of all the plastic cases years ago oh, okay and it's all it's all just in folders with the with the liner notes and, oh interesting and, and that's sitting in a box in storage like it's not even i don't even have it yeah. i wanted to dig up a cd i have to go get it <laughs> and pull it out but yeah yeah well i think cds are cheaper now to make which uh the and then mm -hmm. the he, uh, his company is Disc Makers, I believe it is. Yeah, and then that's what and, they do. Um, so. so he was saying about a dollar a disc. So I think it was certainly cheaper than I think when we did it before. Yeah, for sure. And you can also you can also distribute USB keys at a show, you know, or download cards yeah. or whatever. Like there's there's always a medium too between, you know, having a having the yeah. media on a disc as opposed to a streaming option on a physical thing or, you know. <laughs> some other option in between 
one thing I would like to remind our listeners is that um, as we learned back when we were at uh, CJRU um, mm -hmm. in Toronto, is that if you want to get played on listed into the playlists of college radio, mm. you have to actually give them a full CD. Mm. Like a short CD won't do it. It has to be like a full length CD. It has to be a full album. I think you can still send yeah. them like a, a Google Drive link of here are my wave files. I think you I have don't... to send them a CD. Really? That's, that's, that's what I remember. Of course, it was okay. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they want, I guess they want to make sure that you're the real deal. Yeah, yeah. So for, you know, I mean, maybe getting on to other radio stations. Um, but I, I remember when I found that out, I thought that was very odd. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit surprising. Well, these days, because you might just only have one really fantastic song. You know, mm. maybe you don't have 10 songs that are that good. So why record 10 songs that aren't great just to get one played? I don't know. Yeah. It's a crazy world we're living in. Yeah. Especially with streaming now, albums can be any length. And a lot of yeah. people are releasing, you know, two-song EPs and five-song EPs and four-song EPs. And well, that's what singles really. used to be. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So there used to be a A-side and a B-side, so... Yeah, and a lot of people made a lot of money from those things back yeah, in the day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, well, we'll certainly um, put a put a link to that article in uh, in the show post uh, for the show, and uh, everyone can check it out. It's a it's a short read. It's kind of a kind of a light read. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nothing too heavy there. And um, okay, and on to the main event uh, tonight. We're happy to welcome singer songwriter Civil Ray, and here's a taste of her new single, Sparkle. what Civil Ray does on her brand new single appropriately entitled Sparkle. Civil Ray, the nom de plume of Toronto singer-songwriter Andrea DeBoer, worked with producer Matt DiMatteo, Danko Jones, Big Rec, Ashley McIsaac, in creating an ethereal dream pop song that may remind listeners of artists like Fiona Apple, David Bowie, and Tame Impala. It's a song about ex existential loss and the redemptive power of love. Sparkle is the first release from Civil Ray's upcoming five-song EP, and is now available on Apple Music, Spotify, and at civilraymusic.com. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Great to have you on the show. And um, uh, full disclosure, I've, I've been a fan of yours for a, a few years now, from when I saw you first perform um, and, and, uh, and got your, your first EP or your earlier EP um, a, a few years ago. And, and one of the things I, I want to ask you right off the bat about your, about your process, because I find your your melody writing to be very unique and interesting. And what I'm wondering is, 
how much of that is kind of on purpose or how much of it is kind of from, you know, from intuition? Like, where, where do you fall on this kind of head versus heart spectrum that, you know, where all, oh. all of the songwriters are on and do they just pour out of you or are you actually thinking they, about They pour out of me. I'm, I'm more heart. Um, I also play a lot of, I, I'm a violinist as well, fiddle player and violin and classical. So there's a lot of different melodies that I draw upon. So, and I study jazz. So there's just, like I've got a big palette and then sometimes, you know, just the words and the melody all just come out at once and with the chords and it's just, you've got that piece and you're like, well, how do I make the rest of the song have that feel and that feeling and that, how does it, and then it just becomes like you're building it or sometimes it's a big rock and you're, you see an image in there and you're like making a sculpture, like Rodin said, you can see a rock and you can see what it was. I don't see what it is necessarily, but it's definitely definitely hard but does that like does your does your fiddle playing your violin playing sort of influence the vocal melody because like 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 i I play piano and i've played piano a lot longer than i've been singing and i find that you know like piano i can do like interesting runs and you know really you know uh, crazier melodies with a lot more busy stuff and 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 you know if i try singing that there's no room for breath there's no room (laughs) like it's very it's a very different animal i find but you know right so well um like bach the music of bach like the partitas um and and like classical music and, and like baroque music and then just when you when you play it and jazz music when you play it on the violin it's, it's a very like melodic instrument so um and i think that's why i use all my range mm. because i i mean i can go to a low g on the on the um on the violin and then it go really, really high. But, but, you know, you get used to hearing that G and that becomes something that, I don't know, maybe sopranos don't sing. I'm not a soprano though. No. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> I don't know why. What is, um, what is the, what is your process of uh, songwriting? Are you, uh, do you come up with musical ideas and build from there? Start with your lyrics or? Um, I've tried all of them. Um, I do co-writing, so we all kind of have different situations like that. I've written lyrics and then and then said, okay, what's the melody going to be this? And But I find the ones that are, um, they all come in different. They're all different song babies. Like, um, But on average, I would say I will just record myself improvising and then I will hear a song. And sometimes a song will just be almost fully formed. Um, based on the improvisation, not saying it, that's my best song, but sometimes that happens. And sometimes you hear something and, and, you know, it's really, it, oh, every time you re-listen to it, you get excited about it. And sometimes mm-hmm. you really re-listen to other stuff and you're like, me, you know, and you're like, thank you song, baby. Goodbye. And, and, um, yeah, you just, uh, it's, it's, it's multifaceted. It's not just I don't, I don't have one method, but I probably, as I said, I lean towards probably singing and playing at the same time on the piano or, or with the violin. And when you record these, these improvs, I imagine they're, they can be fairly long, like minutes and minutes long. Do you, do you, you finish recording the improv and then know immediately what, where the nuggets in that improv were, or do you go back and listen to it multiple times and sort of pick out stuff or how do, how do, you, how do you deal with the, the aftermath of the improv? The after, well, it depends when I do the improv. Like if I'm in the middle of teaching and I've got five minutes and all of a sudden, like I've got this idea, 
then I'm not going to revisit it till maybe uh, later that day or, or next week or a month. Like I, mm. I don't necessarily, it just depends what, what the schedule is and what I'm focused on at the time. If I'm in a real songwriting mode, like, like that's, that's the main thing I'm working on, then it will be like immediately and just working, working, working at it. But if I'm not necessarily in a songwriting season, like I'm not always writing, mm. but I'm happiest when I'm always writing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does. And are those are those improv things? Are those lyrics attached or, or yeah, dummy lyrics attached? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the other album, you remember? Uh, I did a song called Crows, mm. and I didn't really have any words except that I had and all their coal like feathers flutter so they don't miss a beat, and I was mm. like, holy moly, where'd that come from? But then I knew <laughs> everything had to match that that lyric and and be as. Um, it had to match that lyric. Everything had to match that lyric. So that, that was, was the that, bar. that was your anchor. Yeah, that was the anchor and the bar that I had to set. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Do you start off working with sort of a, a chorus idea? Or mm. sort of like a verse? Or like, and, and, and do you start thinking about hooks and when you're going to be inserting them in the songs or... I would say probably I tend to start with a verse, but um, I don't really necessarily insert hooks in there because the hooks are usually um, the thing I like to do. Um, but um, chorus, I've had to work on choruses to really kind of think of it in a certain way, and that's been really useful in co-writing with some people that are really, really like, no, we, we can make a stronger chorus. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. What, 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 what does, what does that mean when you say stronger chorus, stronger how? Well, um, if I'm, if I've been playing, uh, if I'm like, I think it's more like in a pop sense, mm. like I might think a chorus, but that's not really a thing in jazz. So if I've been doing a lot of jazz then I might be a little noodly, <laughs> Although I tend to not be, but you know, you get a little bit noodly, right, and right. and so you might have a bit of a noodly chorus. But sometimes a noodly chorus is the right thing to do. So yeah. it always depends. Um, but yeah, if it's straight up like sort of pop song, then you just want to make it super memorable and fun, and so that and you imagine everyone being able to sing it, and and also it makes you excited. It's just basically you're still um, you're still crafting the song. So the chorus, if you want the chorus strong, you want it to be like, you listen to listen and then you get to a little part and like, not quite that. And then you, you know, you just keep going back and back and back till you, till you, till you're super happy. Well, do you do a lot of uh, uh, editing of, uh, of your ideas or they kind of come out and you just sort of take them as they are? Oh, um, you know, editing editing unless it's like once once I had a song I was writing with um, Neil Murchison and we wrote this song called Moth and it was like I wrote the title and then all of a sudden I wrote all the like it was just like boom it was just like spontaneous there it was but uh, most of the times it's it's editing and sometimes I don't have perspective and I'll have other people listen to it and I'll go like what do you think um but I've gotten I've gotten better like the uh one thing I can say about the um the pandemic that, you know, was pretty bad for some people, but however, as a songwriter and uh, it was good because I did a lot of um, online co-writes and, um, and I did a lot, I was learning music production. So then I could edit 
the music much better. Like I never, mm-hmm. you know, had to think about it conceptually, but then when I could actually record it and then move it to where I thought it might work, that completely changed the game as far as being able to write a song um, for the speed that I could finish a song. Because mm-hmm. you can make decisions a lot quicker when you can manipulate it yourself in a DAW. Uh-huh. True, true that. So you so you, you found the writing, co-writing um, somehow is, is, is better for you or is just different? It's just different. I mean, this new EP I'm coming out with, uh, it's co-written. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I did before, uh, maybe one song is co-written, but the rest I, I wrote. So it just depends what the project is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've, I should admit, let you guys know I'm a Gemini, so I tend to do both things. <laughs> right, right. I'm not an either or. It's not like, oh, I'm just, I just do it this way. I do it like, oh, you do it that way. Let me try it that way. I, I And I let everyone has a different technique, right? So I'm like, okay, let's try it that way. Because then it stretches your mind and you think differently. And, and it just, mm-hmm. I don't know, makes you, for me, it's, it's, it's helpful. It seems like uh, lyrics don't, uh, don't have much of a, a challenge for you. Um, I've been writing poetry since I was like grade seven, uh, uh, maybe grade. Yeah. yeah. I've been writing poetry for a long time. Um, and, uh, I used to read a lot and I really love words and lyrics. And I was a big fan of the who, and they always had really good lyrics and, and, um, yeah, there's just, uh, the Beatles always had great lyrics. I mean, great lyrics are important to me and not that I'm always writing great lyrics, but, um, they're definitely important to me. And, uh, I don't think that, oh, maybe you'll ask this later, but I'm just saying the new technologies nowadays, I don't, whatever they spit out when you when you uh, put their the information in, like the chat, yeah, what it's mm. called. Um, I don't think they're going to really have an effect on songwriters. Mm. Not really, except to, to do better than the chat. Like, okay, I can do better well. than that. Yeah, There's yeah. your starting point. Because <laughs> your, your approach to the lyrics is very, um, you're, kind of, you're kind of poetic, right? Like you're not, you're, you're not spelling out things plainly necessarily. Um, you're usually going for a little bit more imagery, metaphor, that angle of things. Is that, is that a normal for you or is it that some yeah. of your songs are like that? Or Yeah, because a lot of people go, what's this song about? And I'm like, yeah. um... That's, that's up to the listener, isn't it? <laughs> it's up to the listener. <laughs> but how, how does that work with co-writes? So when you get into co-write with somebody and someone's very insistent that they want to write a, you know, a country song together where everything's, you know, playing out on its sleeve... <laughs> Oh, that's fine too. Then, then I, then I bend that and I go, okay, that's a great lyric. And then maybe I'll come up with more like, um, melodic ideas and, and, uh, uh, you know, go along with that same flow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just go with the flow on that because that's the thing about co-writing. It's really interesting is that you're writing it together, but sometimes someone gets super inspired and you're like, okay, I love what you're doing. So let me, how can I help you in this process? And that's, a lot of times that can be co-writing where you're, you're also supporting the other co-writer and, Mm -hmm. you know, and bring up these really important points that like, that they can't see their blind spots. And I've had people do that for me when I've been like basically writing a song and they're like, but if you do it like this and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And, but sometimes in any co-writing, it's not every, it's all equal because you wouldn't have the song if the other person wasn't in the room with you. It just wouldn't exist in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but 
yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, the, I'm just flexible that way, I guess. That's good. And it sounds like your, your co-writers are as well. And that, that helps a lot. Um, cause yeah, there's one thing with co-writing, you can't, you, you can't come into it with an absolutist attitude about it has to be like this, my way yeah. or the highway. That's not going to get you very far in a collaboration, no. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of attitude. Cause then it's not a, a collaboration. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause on, on this song sparkle, you've got, there's including yourself, there's four writers. Yeah. Yeah. So um, can... It's mainly, I'm the main songwriter. And then it would be Matt who's like, we really did the melody lyrics. And that was, and melody and lyrics and, and chords. And uh, Eva and Jessica were just like pinch hitting certain points where it was like, you know, they should get some credit on it because it wouldn't have been what it was if they hadn't been there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. come up with these, you know, a specific idea or, or, or you know, some kind of contribution that made it made sense. Yeah, which which is always which is always true. Like sometimes you're in a collaboration and that and your your idea may not make it into the final song, but your idea may inspire a direction that you know that generates the content from another songwriter that gets their final thing is in the song. It's like yeah, it's just yeah, just being yeah, there. And, and and it was more like yeah i mean i would say that as songwriting it was uh yeah i, I think that makes sense what you said i wanted to um talk to you about something that i'm always going on about because it's something i've been struggling with just trying to uh come up with a solution but the song that you're going to play today is quite long mm. it is 6 minutes long yeah which is I don't know how many TikToks that is, but that's a whole bunch of TikToks. <laughs> a lot of so TikToks. why why six minutes? Um, I don't know. That's just how long it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Um, when we tried to figure out, well, where you cut it, I guess you could cut the second verse um, if we, when we do a radio edit. But the second verse has a lot of content in there. Um, mm. as far as the story we're trying, uh, I'm trying to convey and, and how it sings and how it feels. Um, and we're, it's all about taking you on a journey. This is one of those, like, uh, it's, it's almost, I would say we call it dream pop, but it's really frog, you know, you know, it, and then even have an, an, a reggae part in it, yeah. in the, um, in the bridge. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah, so it takes you on a journey. Um, yeah, certainly, it's certainly, epic. it's certainly epic in in, in a certain mm. kind of way. Well, we'll listen to the full song in, in a minute, but it's yeah, it's it's got an epic quality to it, which very much sounds yeah, it sounds kind of proggy <laughs> that way. Yeah, there's 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 an aspect of that in there, and uh, um, I really love how it does sound like sparkles. Like the the instrumentation mm. is really rich and really. Um, yeah, really pretty. I, 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 I mean, it's a strange thing when you you do a song and then you're like, you love it every time. I love it every time I listen to it, and um, and and it's like it's not a part. It's like not about me anymore. It's about the next person who's going to listen to it. So we're. Do you, yeah. um, do you write the song like on a on an acoustic guitar or on a piano before I, taking I started on a piano. Or? It started on a piano. Yeah, was it because one of the things with those longer songs is I'm always kind of wondering how people get there because you know I write songs and I 
I write very short ones, the classic intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, end, you know, which comes into like yeah. three, four minutes. And I can understand in a band situation where you could jam things out and you can get this sort of groove going. But how did you go from just playing this on a piano to getting something that is this epic? Um, Matt DiMatteo. Oh, okay. um, he's producer. We, 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 we went through this song and, and did many variations of it. Like, oh, really? I mean, he's, a, he's, he's a genius. Was, was your, was your initial sketch shorter? Um, we were composing it sort of as we went and okay. then it just was like, you're, it's kind of like you're a chef, but you don't have a recipe, but you know, what's tastes good and what sounds good or yeah. What's, what tastes good. And so you're like, you know, you're adding things and you know not to put certain ingredients in it for sure. But a few things you're like, okay, well, let's take that out. Only you, okay. Except that you have the ability to take things in and out. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe cooking's not the right, <laughs> the right uh, metaphor. <laughs> but, but, but my point is, is that it was like, um, it was band-like uh, in, in creating it. It wasn't just like I hired him as a producer and he went, oh, here are your songs. Okay, slapdash, here you go. He was like, listen to that part and he goes that's really great i like that and so we would we would workshop it before because that song i didn't come in fully formed the song it was like this is an idea i had mm -hmm. um something had happened uh, a friend had passed away um mm. person in the wrong place at the wrong time mm. and it, i was pretty gutted so it, it there's a lot of um emotional content that's trying to be conveyed through the music as well as in the lyrics and in the performance how long was the process to actually get from your initial sketch to something, not the final mix, but something that kind of resembles this? Well, we didn't work together every day. We were working mm -hmm. like once a week for a while. And, uh, you know, so, so yeah, a couple of years at least. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Yeah. It was a long, it was a long process, but I mean, that's in between people doing different projects and in like, but yeah, we just kind of kept working on it. Well, with the yeah. perspective of like, you know, 17 months later, do you then look at the song and start tweaking lyrics and melodies and things? Because it's been it's been yeah. a long time <laughs> since you last looked at it. Like, I figure I would well, do that. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. But I, I knew it's like, no, 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 we're keeping it the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'd been listening to it and I was like, no, no, it's, it's we're not changing it. Like, it's <laughs> it's good. It's like we're not we're just leave, like we're leaving it because I mean that's that that is uh, but that's where you can that's where being a chef comes in. You add that one extra bit too much salt or you mm. do that thing and you can ruin it. No, it's mm. true. So I was like, it's not broke. Let's just go with this this yeah. way. Um, yeah. Just get, getting back to Phil's question, there and our listeners will hear hear it in a, in a minute when we play it. But there's a few there's a few things that make this song quote unquote long and the epic quality to it is. There's okay, for number one. There's tons of space in the in the verse, like between a line of lyric and the next line of lyric. There's music going on. There's a lot of space in it. Yep. The and then and then the chorus in itself is almost like a complete song. Like there's like three or four different sections to the chorus. It goes from yes. this to this to something else to a different melodic shape to a different. There's a lot of words in it. And, you know, when you add all these little things up, you know, you're at four and a half minutes and then and then and then you decide to put a, a reggae bit in the bridge. Well, OK, <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> I mean, we're going to another place. But the thing is, because because of those 
because of those really high contrast points, you can stick with each kind of thing for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it all those things added up. Next thing you know, you got yourself six minutes on. <laughs> Yeah, we were like trying to figure out what could we get rid of. And it was like, no, you can't. And also, I like the idea that you said space, because it really is actually kind of, uh, it's a, it's a space, it takes space. It's a song yeah. that will take the space. And um, I used to call it like, like, it's for your existential angst. Like, this is, mm -hmm. it's, it's really about all of us. I mean, sure, it started out with something with, with, um, you know, some grief. Um, we all experience grief, but then, you know, then there's this, like what's going on with the planet, what's all mm. going on with everything. Um, I don't want to like, I, yeah, I, I am. I don't think you can do that in a three minute song, mm. but, but there's something that, and I think when you were saying, I hadn't thought of the course as being like all these different sections, but you're right. But I think, um, I mean, I have a like I've done class study classical music, and I know uh, Matt was was a choir singer. Mm. Um, he was in a, a choir when he was a kid, which was like a classical music choir. So we've we've had like this exposure to classical music, and so when I was when you were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's almost kind of like not a sonata or anything like that, but it, it definitely it's it's not the it's not just the regular. Uh, not regular, but it's just, it's just a different, it's just a uh, prog. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because conventional, you know, kind of songwriter workshoppy kind of things always encourage your, your, your chorus is your central idea and you should be able to say it in the fewest words possible. And you know, your verses are the opportunity to expound stuff and, and be yeah. kind of lengthy, but your chorus should be super concise. And, and you know, that's the, mm -hmm. that's the sort of, conventional thinking and, and your song just kind of throws all that out the window and says no i'm gonna do this super long course that's got lots of different things going on and, and it's great well well i mean I, but it's the subject that makes the difference i don't mm. think i could have uh we could have written a song about that about like i don't know um a cup of coffee hmm you know, it, it was just basically about oh, the world, life, and everything. You can't do it. Like, it's not necessarily a three-minute song. Maybe you'll take uh, six minutes for it. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. you, you had some weighty material to work with. Yeah. And, and um, I, I mean, not all songs have to be short, and not all songs have to be long. I think it's good yeah. to have a, a variety. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just everyone's so focused on TikTok and... You know, in in the songwriting world, you have everyone's doing these tight little tight little packages. It's kind of interesting when people actually have these longer works. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're writing by yourself, it's kind of you look at that and go, "Gee, how do you actually do that? You know, how do you start off from an idea and then wind up with something that's that long?" Where I would start chopping stuff down, but I need to get over that. That's just that's something that's. You need to get out of your, go out of your way and write a super long, super long song. But it, 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 I think, I think part of it, it, a lot of it, I'm not a lot of it, but some of it, it, has, it does have to do with technology too, right? Because if, you know, if, if your song is skipped within the first 30 seconds on a streaming service, it doesn't count as a play. So if you're taking your time with a synth pad for the first yeah. 45 seconds before you get to your verse, that's got lots of space in it. And then your chorus doesn't hit for two minutes. 
the chances of someone skipping it by 30 seconds is probably higher than if you had it loaded with hooks right well, off. I think top. in the in this particular uh track, the the synths and everything like that have this weird um hypnotic meditational sparkle to it mm-hmm. that is a mood like it's like you're in a movie all of a sudden mm-hmm. like it brings like that's what it does for me in any case and so i wouldn't skip on it <laughs> like if it, if yeah. I, if it, was, if it wasn't <laughs> I my song i would just be <laughs> I like wouldn't do. this this was there because a lot of times especially like on, on spotify or something you go you go to listen to top tracks and and I listen to a few, few minutes and I go, I've heard it. It's been done. I've heard it's been done. I heard it's been done. Like there's a few times where you feel like the songs are so driven that like, and then sometimes a big artist will come out with a song that's really good and you, you know it, you feel it. It's fun and great. But then some of the songs that people do that are on those lists are kind of like, okay, it's all right. It's, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But, um, and yeah, it, I think you know, I was a big fan of Surrealistic Pillow by uh, Jefferson Airplane. So it could have been way weirder. In fact, Matt had to stop me from doing some certain melodic things. And I also listened to um, Bulgarian um, singers. So, um, like, the melodic note choices I've had in the past, you're like, why do you pick this one? And uh-huh. I'm like, this is like, nah. you know, like, thinking of those minor seconds. So to me, this is a pretty conventional song. <laughs> All right, I think our, our listeners are super excited to hear it, all, all the talk we've been doing about it the last few minutes. So let's let's play the whole thing and then uh, okay. we'll revisit some of it again after the after we listen.
Hey, that was Sparkle by Civil Ray, uh, song, <coughs> songwriters Andrea DeBoer, uh, Matthew DiMatteo, Iva Valent, and Jessica Stewart. What a great tune. Thank you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, getting back to the long thing, like, you know, I, I, I was wondering when I listened to it earlier today, uh, how long is this song? And I'm like, oh, wow, it's six minutes. But we're just listening to it. It doesn't feel long because it's not, you know, repetitive. Mm. There, are, there are repeating elements, of course, as any song should be. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not boring. At any point, it changes enough that it keeps, it keeps you interested the whole way through. You even got a little coda on the end, yet another, you know, sort of mini verse section just to, just to cap it off, you know, cap it off with a chorus. Yeah, and I see what you mean, because there is that style of songwriting, which is very common right now. And it's like the, na, 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 that's a sort of very small range kind of vocal performance. And it's, it is a style. And I think as any style, it's, 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 it's dated where your melodies go all over the place. And it's um, really interesting. Like even the end of the chorus sort of doesn't end the way you would think. Like it's, it's, it's got a different kind of curve there. What is the chords between the verse and the chorus? Because in some ways it sounds like there is a change and in other ways it doesn't. I couldn't quite figure that out. I thought it was a key change, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm not sure either off the top of my head. But like, I'm just trying to think like, okay, and then, and then like, who am I? I kind of think of the who am I, who am I to say as the pre-chorus. As the pre-chorus, yeah. Yeah, so then it slides into the, uh, into the chorus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it, it, just to say that it's not, you know, it's not the same chords the whole way through. It, it, it is evolving no, and, it is, and it is different. Um, musical contour and and the drop into the chorus is really like 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 Phil's saying like it it sounds different enough but it doesn't sound out of place but it's clear you're going into you know a special section um, of the song and the melody takes off and and everything fantastic yeah thank you and uh, yeah and again uh, you know co-writing with Matt like that was a lot of um, he he kind of really had a an inner sense of what the structure should be, even though he as he was looking for it, but he he knew it was there. Mm -hmm. he, it was just sometimes we were just trying to figure out how to get there. And and it's re it's really curious too. The the top of the chorus, like you've got a lot of words in this song. There's a lot of lyric. That's the other thing that makes it long, right? But the top of your chorus starts with, and what have we become now? And what have we become yeah. now? And what have we become now? In three different or maybe melody one and three, I think, are the same. Melody two is different, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for a song with lots and lots of words and a lot of deep meaning um, and imagery and everything, you decided to repeat the same line three times to, at the top of your chorus. Yeah. I, 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 as you're saying that, I was just thinking, why I think it works is that I'm talking directly to the listener. Hmm that like it's just what have we become now it's it's literally like i was talking about my things but what have we become now um mm. so yeah no yeah the second one goes up, up yeah and then the other one falls off well, this falls off yeah yeah and then all of a sudden like how will we know <laughs> yeah then you go into a whole know? different thing <laughs> what's going on ah yeah you know what's so funny is that this like 
I, um, I had been sitting on this song for a while and, um, and before the pandemic, it felt like it might've not really worked. I didn't know how it just wouldn't have had the same people wouldn't get it. Mm. But then after, after the, um, well, it's not after, but as we've gone through what we've gone through since 2020, um, uh, it, I think more people can relate to it. Like more people have had actual time to just slow down and kind of ponder things the way we kind of used to as humans. Um, mm-hmm. And not so much anymore because we're so distracted. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, I hope, I hope it, um, I hope it, as many people get to hear it because I, I'd like to add some no distraction um, energy to people. Yeah. 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 And, the, and, the, and what have we become now? I mean, it's a, it's a question and it's, and it's provocative enough that, and, but it's, but it's wide open to interpretation because, you know, I could see that as, are we too ingrained in technology? Are we too, is there too, too much extremism happening? Is there too, like, what, yeah, what, what have we become now? And, and how culpable are we in, in, in all of these, yeah, of all these just, things that are happening? Like there, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot you can unpack from that, from that one line. Yeah. yeah so definitely where, um, Matt, like really let me be like a poet as it were in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, add to the um, the orchestration. Uh, that's why I was wondering if it was a, a live band thing because it does seem like a, kind of an orchestration that would be done with a live band because there's lots of little bits to it. It's not like oh, there's a it's a you know there's a four bar loop and a four bar loop and a four bar loop. It's yeah, no, it's, it's lots of stuff. Yeah, um, I did strings on it. Um, I play violin, so I did all the strings on it. Um, I think we had a Mellotron as well, I can't remember. Um, and then there's bass and just, you just would re-record them. And, and, uh, I guess it just says to have what a great producer Matt is. Um, mm-hmm. it's really, uh, I'd, I'd worked with him before on an album called Green with my old, uh, moniker band called uh, blue venus and he had done the album grin and uh that was you know that was a while that was a while back but like um this we did it in a month we we recorded it with a band and it still it sounded great but this is a whole other thing because um and also we we had big we were thinking of um talk talk uh, when, I love Talk Talk. That was one of that was one of the references. Tame Impala was one of the references, um, and uh, he really uh, knew how to get the best out of my vocals. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a big team effort, and um, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really uh, super happy that it's coming out now. And then for having written it on the piano, there's there's no trace of the piano left, is there? Yeah, no, no, and it didn't didn't really need it. It started mm-hmm. with the piano, mm-hmm. and then we kept writing it in the studio. So I didn't write the whole thing at home. I mean, mm-hmm. the the bridge was something I came in. I was like, oh, I came up with the bridge, <laughs> and it was pretty much that. But there's no piano part because, uh, like, I'm a better um, a bit of a better piano player now. But then I barely played it. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess the, the, yeah, it was started at home, 
and parts of it were in a home, but then a lot of it was done in the studio. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when we were doing the chorus and we were just like, okay, let's sing this. Okay. I have an idea. Now let's, let me try this. Let me try that. You know, that thing. Like we were like, okay, well, let's try that. What if we did it three times? What if we did four times? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Cool. Cool. And the the um the rest of the EP is is you come you're you're releasing one song at a time and then releasing yeah. it as an EP. Yeah. How, how come you're doing uh, it that way? Um. Well. Uh, a. It helps me kind of get some speed uh, as far as promotion. Like I do one single, then like where I have people have now certain so many people have heard the song, but then they're gonna want to hear the next song. Um, and then that will have more reach. So I'm just really basically trying to build build up um, a fan base. Mm. Um, I've, you know, it's been a busy few years, and uh, I'm uh, I like to do writing and playing music more than I like to promote myself. But mm. I realize that it's kind of like a a radical form of self-care to like promote myself yeah. uh, as a musician artist like as an artist and, a, and uh, promote the songs and now it's like for me I love the songs so much I want to share the songs as opposed to these are songs I wrote like they're like I don't that's not really the point the point is like oh my god you gotta hear this because it wasn't it just freaks me out how much I, I mean I can still listen to them and it, I don't even think of it like me I go is that me like I, I don't even it's weird yeah, it's a weird thing. It doesn't register. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't register. I just, right. yeah. Okay. Um, and I think, I think that's about time uh, to, to wrap it up. This is um, the Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to um, Andrew DeBoer, a.k.a. Civil Ray. And, and where can our listeners hear um, this song and, and the rest of your music? Uh, they could go to uh, civilraymusic.com, C-I-P-I-L-W-R-A-Y. Um, and uh, they, can go, they can also just listen on Spotify. Um, and or they can go and uh, get the track uh, on the website mm-hmm. and um, Bandcamp anywhere basically you get music you can find it. Um, thanks so much for having me. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really been fun. Thank you, thanks for being on the show, and uh, and we'll certainly put a link uh, to uh, to Civil Ray's website um, on our on our uh, show post on songtalk.ca. So be sure to check that out. And uh, we want to hear from you, our listeners, so please send your comments on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to at songtalkradio, or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. So be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget um, to find links to all the products, books, and web services we mention on our resources page on songtalk.ca. A lot of stuff there. And uh, wherever you are in the world, please join us online via Zoom at our next monthly Song Talk Meetup. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup, bring a song and a lyric sheet, and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. Uh, you can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil. philemory.ca. And, um, and Andrea, what's, what's your favorite social media platform? I know you're everywhere, but <laughs> where do you go um, most? I'm liking Instagram. Instagram and, and it's Civil Ray on Instagram? Yes. Awesome. Okay. And be sure to follow Andrew there. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And keep, keep on, on writing. writing. <laughs> I gotta get that time right there. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I'm gonna get this
song, like it's not like everything else. And 